Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Level Up, where we discuss the most current and relevant best practices, new technologies, and staffing resources to truly level up your pharmacy career and your practice. And now, get ready to level up. Corlin, welcome to Level Up. Super excited to have you. I know that you have been longtime friends with Jen and just really integrated into the CE Impact Circle, and I'm happy to get the just a small moment of your crazy busy schedule to spend time with me. And thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is really fun for me as well. So thanks. Why don't you share a little bit about your background and tell us about what you do in pharmacy right now? Sure. Well, I uh, am a Iowa girl. I live in Iowa. I was born and raised here, went to pharmacy school at Drake, then a two-year residency at KU and then came back to work at the University of Iowa. So I was in clinical practice for 10 years and then I pivoted to industry where I've spent 10 years as a medical science liaison, um, now working for Horizon um, in the nephrology and um, refractory gout space. So kind of a really different therapeutic area, a little bit more of a rare disease focus now. Uh, And throughout all that time, I've really been engaged with different associations and different um, groups of people just because I have kind of had a kind of non-traditional pharmacy journey. I always say I'm a pretend pharmacist because even when I was um, in clinical practice, I was, you know, embedded in a family practice clinic. And so I've never really been a dispensing pharmacist. That's why I always say I'm a pretend pharmacist. And now (laughs) I can say I'm not a doctor anymore because I don't uh, remember when you used to be a real doctor in the clinic and I tell them, I have to remind them that I'm still a doctor, uh, but I just do it really differently. So kind of a non-traditional path. Yeah, I love that. And what we're talking about today is kind of an off, an off, a kind of a pivot from your pivot. Corlin was the first or or is the first recipient from the Iowa Pharmacists Association to receive the Thomas R. Temple Mentorship Award. And when we were brainstorming on different topics to talk about on this podcast with that goes alongside our by design pharmacist by design concept. We thought that you would be a perfect fit to talk about mentorship and the benefits of mentorships. What is a mentor? All of the, all that encompasses the definition of a mentor. And since you've been such a great friend to CE Impact and you won this prestigious award, which by the way, congratulations, huge distinction and huge honor. I, I think it, you're a great fit for our audience to talk about mentorship and what it means to you. Fantastic. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, talk let's about start it. off. Okay. So just real quick, what do you, in your opinion, in your experience, what do you think how did you get this award? First of all, this is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, a great did, question. I guess that's a good, that's a way. Yeah, um, I, um, I was really honored. Uh, two former students of mine uh, nominated me for this award, or at least two um, that I know of. And uh, I, um, they were students from more than 10 years ago when I was a faculty member at the University of Iowa. So students I've continued to invest in and mentor. Um, I always told, told my students, once my student, always my student, um, you can always reach out. So um That was really special. Um, Tom was a personal and treasured mentor of mine. Uh, And so it was really, really special to be the first recipient of it because he was, you know, has been my lifelong mentor, very close friend. He just recently passed away. Uh, And I'll be able to speak at his celebration of life service because, you know, we had just a really 
you know, he taught me really what being a mentor looks like and um, through how he treated me as his mentee. Right. Um, and, and I invested back in that. It was a very reciprocal, you know, it was a very, um, it was a relationship. And I think that's one of the things, Ashley, that people sometimes get mixed up in is that, you know, sometimes you really can truly get just as much out of helping others as they get from you helping them. And right. um, in, in a mentor relationship, it really should be bi-directional and it should be something that uh, both parties are really invested in. Yeah, I agree with you. Speaking of Tom, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your relationship with Tom. And, and I know that this is a period of grief and a period of, of his passing, but if you don't mind sharing just a few moments of what really stood out to you about that relationship and, you know, how you think that that impacted you and also your mentees too. Yeah. Um, Tom taught me a lot of things. Uh, he was an amazing connector. And so oh, I think one of the things that I really benefited from is he was, you know, he connected people. He was a great expert networker. Um, and um, that was really helpful. And I think that's one of the things a mentor does. They connect you with people. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot fix everything or do everything or be everything for anyone, but I'm probably going to know someone who is, or yeah. I'm going to know, um, you know, that network and really sharing that network with people. And sometimes mm -hmm. the mentoring, you know, that Tom did wasn't even what he, if he was just like, Hey, you really should meet Chris. Like I'm going to introduce you to Chris. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, that was it. That was the extent of that you know, portion of that. So he was a connector. Um, the best thing about Tom, cause I can, you know, they're kind of my own things too. The best thing about Tom was that he made you feel important. He made mm -hmm. you feel like you mattered. And he really, you know, if I could convince someone that they matter and that they're important and that they can contribute to this world, however I'm mentoring them, if I'm mentoring them as a pharmacist, if I'm mentoring them as a mom, if I'm mentoring mm -hmm. them as a wife, um, if I'm mentoring them as a friend, you know, how to be a good friend as I mentor my children, even, even as their mom. Um, and so, you know, making someone feel important, making someone feel like they matter, making them really believe in themselves that they can have a dream and they can go chase the dream like right. that. That's all something that they um, can have. Uh, yeah. And mostly he just showed up. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, and that's the other thing I really feel like mentors do well is just show up, um, be there, um, answer, be there to answer a text, be there to answer a phone call, be there when people have life moments. Um, one of my favorite pictures of all time of Tom and I, it's actually just of Tom, but I was getting an award at the University of Iowa. And there's this picture of him while I'm giving my speech. And it's like, you can just, it just beams pride. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people really, you know, like that's such the, um, the gift of being the mentor is yeah. all the pride you get to have and your mentees. And I, you know, as I've mentored people through the years, I am just really, truly so proud of them. Right. And there's, you know, like I always say, like I'm the proud mom. I mean, there's not any better feeling than the pride that you get to have to see other people succeed. For sure. And I think that's almost better than my own successes in life. And it's also like, you're sad for them when they have challenges, you know, like, uh, so kind of doing that journey with someone like that true, true pride. He really had that. You felt that. Um, so yeah, those are powerful, fantastic. powerful examples. I mean, I'm, I hope that his family can hear this because that is truly a legacy that he's left behind. And I'm, I'm so impressed the way that you explained your relationship and how Tom was to you. It seems 
anything but transactional. I think mm-hmm. that's where we, in my experience, where I've been helping people understand the difference between being a mentor, a mentee, or, or family member versus a friend or a coach or whatever that looks like. A lot of times people get a misunderstanding of I do this and then you do that. It's like a very transaction transactional relationship or one way of what can I gain from this, especially early in careers when you don't feel like you have a lot to give. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that. So have you ever felt that way or what, or what are your thoughts about how to make it more organic? Yeah. How to, yeah. Organic is a great word um, to, to speak up this. Uh, yeah. I think you have to uh, allow yourself to um, be okay with not as a mentee with being on the receiving end. And that, um, you know, Tom always just asked for me to pay it forward. Mm. Um, And so it may not have been, I mean, I really do think that I, especially in Tom's um, cancer journey was able to give, um, give back to him. But a lot of times the like how you're going to receive that is not going to necessarily be back to the person or back to the mentor. Mm -hmm. It's going to be to the people that you mentor in, in the future. And I think just having that, like that whole vibe to it helps you think a little bit more of like, I, I don't necessarily have to give Ashley something because she's my mentor. I'm going to do something for the next person down the road. Um, And that's really, um, that's how I've approached it and how, you know, um, and like I was saying about pride, I mean, there's nothing better than as the mentor we're seeing your mentees succeed. I mean, there's so much great, great pride in that. And that's kind of what you get back. Um, and I think that sometimes people do try too hard and then at yeah. that, and it's, and it's hard because you say there does have to be some structure to it. Otherwise it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but it needs to kind of, to your point, like, I love your, your term organic. It needs to be organic and let it kind of grow in the way that it, it, it's supposed to be. And right. some things will grow really big and other things will just kind of grow small and stay small or maybe spread out a little bit. And so how, how that grows might be different for different people and different times, you know, too. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, you want to have that um, kind of that check-in though. I think um, the, the structured part of it that probably is important is to have kind of an awareness of like, what are you doing now? How are you, how are you doing? Like, tell me how things are going. Um, and so that you can, celebrate the wins and the losses, but you have mm-hmm. to really kind of know, know what the, the game is. So. Yeah. And I think my understanding, I'm going to say this, but it doesn't mean it like growing up or going through my career. Um, you get a mentor when you're a student or an assigned mentor. When, when I was a resident, I got an assigned mentor. So it was like, here's this person meet with them. <laughs> it was like this, pressurized system. I don't know if that's a word. Right. Yeah. Like it's just kind yeah. of this automatic here you're assigned to this person. And that's a great way to start if you're starting from fresh or ground zero, I, I suppose. But I think the culture of having a mentor when you're a student, I would like to see it. And I think it has shift into each stage of your career. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording of having different mentors for different seasons in your life, because sometimes you might need a different area of expertise or a different person or a completely different brand. For example, 
a mentor at church or a mentor in your, as, as if you're an early parent or a mentor as a neighbor, what, whatever capacity that mentorship looks like, I think shifting the narrative from only needing mentorship from when you're early practitioner or early mom or whatever that looks like. Um, I feel like, did you experience that navigating through your career too? Yeah. So now I kind of, now let's shift a little bit to be in the mentee. Yeah. Um, and I kind of still go back to the, it's the feeling, how you make someone feel mm-hmm. and how others make you feel. And so for me now, 20 years into my career, um, 20 years from graduation, um, as a pharmacist, um, I have to very, very intentionally think about that. Right. I think it's easy to, um, you know, the, they're not hand given to me anymore. Right. I don't right. have a mentor. Um, I mean, sometimes with a new job you do like, here's going to be yeah. like a little mentor that's going to help yeah. you walk through this, but that's more of an onboarding thing. Um, and so this year, my, I, I have a word of the year every year. It's this year it's reach. Um, and my goal for this year was every month to meet with someone who inspired me. Hmm. So I met them through something or, um, and, and then I also had a goal to reach back to, somebody in my life that I hadn't spoken to for at least a year. So um, friend, professionally or personally, uh, that, you know, the person is like, hey, you know, we should do coffee sometime or we should, when you like their posts or whatever, um, or when you see them at the grocery store. Um, and so I really sought out women and men actually that inspired me and asked them if they would go for a walk or have coffee or, um, I mean, I, I called it like, coffee and cocktails with coral mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of inspire, you know, and that's really what I looked for is people who inspired me um, and what I could learn from them. So I think mentoring and networking can be such buzzwords, mm-hmm. but that's really what it is at this point in my career of like, who inspires me? What can I learn from them? How can I network with them and meet other people? Like I kind of, how we started that Tom was such a connector mm-hmm. and that was one of the ways he was such a good mentor to so, me and so many others. He connected people. So I'm being intentional about that and asking my mentees, you know, or mentors now, these people that I'm meeting with. And I don't say, Hey, you want to be my mentor? Like, Hey, do you want to go get happy, go to happy hour? And then learning from them, learning from their careers and their trajectory and like um, their personal and professional lives. Um, Not a single one of the people in this little journey for me has actually been a pharmacist. Um, So it's been people that I'm like, that are, but it's all been career driven for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, uh, you know, inspiring people in leadership or inspiring people in nonprofits in this town um, or, you know, all of that, that I could really just really learn from. So I think I've kind of shifted a little bit from like the mentoring to who can I learn, who inspires me? How can I learn from them? um, And how can I like have a relationship in that way? Um, And so it's a little bit more of a kind of a blend with mentoring and networking, I think at this point. Right. And I think it's, a season of life too, when you're capable of, of mentoring or being a mentee, I think it shifts depending upon what your goals are and what your priorities are and what capacity you have too. For example, like I'm in the season of my life right now where I have a one-year-old, I have a six-year-old. We just built a new house, moved into a new house. My husband's really working in the grind. Like I'm just not in a season of going out to coffee and happy hours on the regular. I work full time. I have, you know, it's just, there's a lot going on there, but I do think that through building a personal brand and having an established, like my own thing that I can focus on, I'm able to 
hit the masses, like creating content instead of that one-to-one. And so I encourage a lot of my friends who are in this season, like join LinkedIn, be on LinkedIn, be visible. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not having to meet with people necessarily just on a one-to-one capacity, but every time I post something, I get people reaching out to me on my, in my inbox and saying like, Hey, this really inspired me to go take action to do something. Right. So I think you bring up a good point with the definition of mentorship. I mean, circling back to Tom, I would have never meant, I would have never thought that being a connector was kind of being part as a, as a mentor. That's such a fascinating, uh, kind of it's, it's such a fascinating umbrella term that the word mentor can really mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah. And I think, you know, thinking about that connector, you know, you have to connect people well, you have to know the person, right? Mm -hmm. So why he was so good at that was because he knew me, he Mm -hmm. knew my skill set, he knew my strengths, he knew my passions, he knew all those things. And so that's the mentor part of that, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Like if I, I'm going to be able to connect people well, if I know them, not just like, oh, you like, you have an interest in like oncology and Joe, I know Joe is an (laughs) oncology pharmacist, right? That's like the basics, right? Yeah. But really knowing like, oh, and you have like the same passion for, um, because both of your parent moms passed away from cancer, mm-hmm. um, you know, like finding like the, like getting to know the people. So I think that's the mentor part of that connecting and, mm-hmm. um, and like kind of keep, I'm not, I'm not a touchy feely person. I'm like a, and the Myers-Briggs I'm, I'm not feeler, <laughs> <laughs> but I t- I'm kind of talking a lot about this because I feel like that's, that's something that's important within the mentoring is really getting, getting like a feeling and really understanding someone and that you have to kind of become a feeler right. um, a little bit. Um, to do that well, or building a genuine, buzz termy, authentic relationship and and rapport with the other person, understanding what their desires are, and then coming in as the mentor and saying, okay, here's how I can, here's what I have for you. It might be totally maybe what you're looking for, or maybe not, but I can't give you in all capacities. But in this little bucket that you're asking for, I think this will help you. Yeah, I just was looking through my note when I was gonna prepping for this a little bit. I was looking through my notes and I found notes from a, a session that I attended about trust. Mm. So you bring up something of like mm-hmm. how tru- you know trust is really a skill. It's like something gained. It's a um, and so uh, yeah, definitely how you can build that and create that um, and how um, authenticity is something that's like my core. It's so important to me. Um, being real. Um, and I think that's something that is really, um, what you want to do with the people that you're mentoring, what you want to do with a mentee, uh, or I mean, as I'm like other people, like be authentic, you know, it doesn't really do you any good to like, for us to have this relationship if I can't be myself around totally. you. Right. And mm-hmm. so, uh, understanding people and building that, that trust, um, then it's a safe space. Then yeah. I can come to you and there's like a vulnerability that comes along with that. Then I can come to you when like things are bad mm-hmm. like, and like, and I'm hurting and I don't know what to do. And I just had something really bad, ha- you know, unfortunate happen to me. Right. Um, or when, you know, or when there's successes too, I mean, like, you know, you know, it's the person you want to call when right. you lose your job and it's the person you want to call when you get promoted. Right. Totally. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so, and, and, you know, the right things to say, I remember, um, I ran for IPA president and, uh, and I remember telling Tom and he had like the perfect thing that he said to me and I hadn't even cried yet. And then he said like the perfect thing to me and I totally cried because, you know, it's like, it's how he responded. You feel seen. To that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that how, um, the authenticity is just 
really, really fantastic. Yeah. I think some people listening right now might love, they love what you're going to say. They love what you're saying. They love the conversation, but they might be thinking in the back of their heads, like, this sounds great. And this is Corlin's so lucky to have a mm-hmm. mentor like Tom. And I I'm lucky too. I mean, I, I have been blessed with outstanding mentors, whether they were in pharmacy school or in my careers or completely different capacity. But I think what I'm hearing and what actually Jen says a lot is being a go-giver. Oh yeah. I love that. Giving before you ask. So I can, I can, I can try to understand people who are right here listening with us saying, this sounds great, but I really don't have a mentor and asking for some tools and looking for some tools on how to go get one. And I, what I'm hearing is, and what just from working with Jen and the team is just give first, find Mm -hmm. a place to give that you care about, that you're passionate about, that you want to spend time in. And then from there, identifying those people who you believe that you can start really helping or benefit, like they can benefit from your, even you think you have nothing to give, but starting somewhere and then seeing where those relationships evolve into. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we do often say that and uh, Jen and I have a saying of, um, and I have a board in my office that says, make your own luck. Um, mm-hmm. and I was yes. with a mentor at an APHA meeting one year and I was trying to navigate what I was in a decision. And I said, you know, it was Harold Godwin, really like amazing lifelong mentor of mine. And I said, Harold, I just feel like I'm just lucky. I just, all these things have just really happened to me because I've just, you know, I've just gotten really lucky. And he said, Coraline, you make your own luck. I love you, that. Know, you didn't just get lucky. You, you mm-hmm. made your luck. Yeah. And I think I really started thinking about that and a little bit more intentionally about, what, and that was, you know, something too, in the journey of just being very intentional about what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is it does take a little bit of work. If you are really busy. So coffee for you is not something that you feel, or a happy hour is not something that you feel like you can <laughs> I mean, do. I want to, I have the desire correlation. Yeah, but clear. if you have an intentionality around it, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, it's a goal for me. And it's not like, cause I want to go have a glass of wine. Cause I had a bad right. day. It's right. because I want to, I want to build relationships with Connect. people. Right. And, um, and connect. And so, uh, and I think people oftentimes like when you, like from a practical standpoint, right. Are like, I don't want to ask, mm. you know, like, I don't want to ask this person if they'll meet, meet me for lunch or, you know, and, uh, so I have this group, um, that's in Des Moines that are called, it's actually called intentional connections. And I learned mm. about it through LinkedIn, a friend of mine. And I like went to the, one of the people that was running it. And I was like, I want in this group. <laughs> I love um, it. And uh, like, that's like an you creating your group. own luck. That's now you have to create your own luck, right? So <laughs> and I kind of like pushed to be in this group. And I don't, I don't think I fit, like if there were criteria, I don't think I fit the criteria. Kind of invited myself <laughs> in this group. But then You're I probably people, underselling yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and I, uh, well, I think, I think there really truly were like specific criteria to it. Um, and, uh, and I did, I just, you know, and then I'm, you know, I, the group's called intentional connections. And then you like the, the goal is always to like do something with somebody that you meet there afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And inspire each other and build each other up and network and, you know, connect people and, you know, with your next job or your next whatever. Um, and it's scary to, you know, yeah. I, I mentioned that I, um, you know, I had lunch with the um, president of Grandview university. I was like, she has, she's very busy. She does mm-hmm. not have time for little me. What she's mm-hmm. not going to give, I'm not going to get, give her anything. 
Um, and she's a president of a university. Um, and so, but I did, I asked her to meet with me. It took a couple months and then I was really intentional about the conversation I wanted to have, um, making sure that I had a goal and that she could, you know, that she could get something out of it too. Right. Um, and I think that people always enjoy talking about themselves. So Mm -hmm. I just had a lot of questions for her. Like you're inspiring to me. Like, tell me about your journey. Tell me about the mistakes you made. Tell me about the wins you've had. And I think that that is one thing that it's, it's hard to give that ask of like, Hey, Coraline, you want to go to eatery a and do happy hour. And then, you know, we'll probably say yes. Um, and because I have that pay it, like that go giver pay it forward mentality. Um, but then I would, I, I would encourage people when you do that, have that goal of like, what do you want to get out of it? You know, what do you want to learn from this person? And they, they, you know, people do genuinely like, don't you enjoy sharing your story? Like if yeah, I exactly. said, hey, Ashley, what's your story? I'd you know, like, like, oh gosh, how much time do you have? All <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, you know, I think everyone enjoys talking right. about their story when it's, when you learn it's been inspiring to someone. And sure. so, um, even though she didn't, I didn't, I don't think I gave her a single thing. Um, I think <laughs> well, she, enjoyed, she, really, she, she said yeah. anyway. And so yeah. for Shell, I'm going to probably, you know, if we post this, I'll probably reach out to Rochelle and tell her that's on there. Um, I hope that she, you know, I was able to give her something um, as well. Just if, if nothing else, a nice lunch yeah. that I bought for her. By the way, and so you buy, and I bought, you buy the mentor lunch, um, you know, uh, in, in this season. Now as a student, I mean, I, right. I still, I'll, I'll never pay back all the people that have you know, Jen and Tom and all, all sorts of people who have bought me way too many cups of coffee, lunches and glasses of wine. I love that. That is amazing. I think it's just a reflection of who you are, Corlin. So that's why we're having you on the show. And that's why you won this award because it's just, it's who you are and it's your core value. So I love it. Uh, all right. Best to, to end the show, best three tips on how to be a great mentor. So show up, listen, help others find the answers uh, that they didn't even know. Maybe there was the question, help them to listen to their heart, but follow their gut. Yeah. And, so one and, three. and then I just would say like the other one, I, I'd say show up. I'd say help people feel important, make someone matter, make someone feel like they matter. Mm, I love that. Uh, and pay it forward. You know, I think that is really just uh, the, just have that, that pride when you're so proud um, of them. And just that's the only ask, just make people really be inspired to pay, pay it forward to others and to feel seen. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. This was yes. amazing. Well, you, you inspired me. The, what a great way to go into the weekend. Cause this is, Friday. I know it's We're Friday recording. here. Yes. I mean, I don't know when it's going to be posted, but, and it's also be yeah, posted like, next uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yep. Well, feel free to reach out to myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm happy to have these conversations with other people as well. Appreciate you so much. And congratulations on your award. Clearly well-deserved. Thanks. Hi, Jen here. I'd like to personally invite you to become a pharmacist by design. Being a pharmacist by design means you're striving to be the best version of yourself, not just as a professional, but as an individual dedicated to improving patient care outcomes. You can learn more about pharmacist by design at ceimpact.com. And when you use the code level up, you'll get 10% off an already great rate for all the education you want. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week as we help you level up your pharmacy practice.